Hello and welcome to the Daddy Issues podcast with me, Dom Hatton Woods, and of course my dad, Andy Hatton Woods. A podcast where I talk to my dad about his terrible parenting in an attempt to resolve my daddy issues. So here it is, the first episode of the Daddy Issues podcast, and let me tell you, it was a fun one. I interviewed my dad about giving me drugs at 18 years old, and this is all completely true. Obviously, sounds like, and is terrible parenting, but the interesting thing is, he always finds a way to justify his terrible parenting decisions. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Please like, share, comment, do whatever you've got to do, and sign up to our Patreon, which will be in the link below. Thank you very much. So I want to talk, talk, we're going to start talking about how your attitude towards um, giving your kids drugs. Yeah. And and because you've given me drugs before, uh, and then you're you when I asked when when you had to justify it, you said that all parents should give their kids drugs because that's what they should really be teaching their kids in life. Well, I, I'm going to digress slightly because I think I think because obviously my upbringing because you you know you know your grandmother and to some extent you knew your granddad, okay, mm. and you know my my mother has never drunk a drug. Well, she's she's maybe had the occasional Baileys, but she doesn't drink, okay, and and my dad was a lay reader, which is kind of like an unordained um, vicar, but he obviously had a day job too, so that was his his passion, okay, and. I think they just had a complete misunderstanding of of teenagers, okay, and substances, whether it be alcohol, cigarettes, or drugs. Okay, so it was they. I think they always had this sort of extreme reaction to anything. Oh, that's terrible. That's awful. Shouldn't do that. Okay, uh, and the problem with that is you're kind of not getting, you're not getting balanced advice because it, it's. I always, I always thought to myself, it's. I used to see these slogans about drugs are bad and. And and you think well, uh, it, 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 it's obviously pretty good. Otherwise, people wouldn't do them, would they? You know, so that that's a ridiculous thing to say. What no, they should they, probably no, say. No, but they're saying drugs are bad. They, they should. Well, well no, but they should say. Are... They, yeah, but they, they should say drugs are great. But you know, it, it's probably a bad idea to get addicted. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> it's true. You know, as soon as you say this broad brush statement, drugs are bad. A bloody stupid thing to say. Okay, it's like saying fast driving is bad. Well, it feels really good when you're doing it, but so no, you, when you get the so ticket, you still stand by this method of of parenting. Well, I think I think I mean I, I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily give a broad brush endorsement to everyone should do this or, or start being a poster boy for you know the drug industry that 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 every parent should okay uh, collectively go out there and 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 go go clubbing with their kids and, and and go and see some dodgy dealer and get them a gram of cocaine okay yeah. and then do it in the toilets with them that's probably not that's probably not what i was saying i think what i was saying is is it's to me it's inevitability at some point that the kids okay when i say kids we're talking we're not talking kids here we're not talking like 10 year old okay but obviously teenagers young adults okay are probably going to try these things mm. so to me it was far better 
okay, that they tried it, okay, in a controlled environment to some extent, okay, right. I don't then... think the environment with you and Mike was a controlled environment, to be honest. Well, we knew, we, but we knew <laughs> the substances were quite good, because obviously I tried them first, so it's yeah. not that I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't have given you anything that I didn't try myself. Like I, specifically, obviously... I specifically remember, Mike, the first time I did it with you, Mike doing a load of coke and then driving us to this party and you on the way handed him a can of beer whilst he was driving. He was thirsty. That's, that's <laughs> the thing. The thing, the thing with he drugs is they, de- so they <laughs> dehydrate you. So I was, I was just making sure that he obviously had sufficient, sufficient, uh, what's it called? Uh, when you hydrate inside of. Yeah. Uh, so you've always got, you've always got a way out, don't you? But to me, to me, to some extent, it's a slapstick, isn't it? It's like it's like I'm obviously not serious. Okay, yeah, it's just it's just it's my deadpan justification of of right. Just I just see what comes into my head. But I do think I think parents, whether it's whether it's a glass of wine, okay, you know, or or in terms of, I mean, you and I've done some quite strange things together okay mm. <laughs> in terms of the places we've been okay and the experiences we've had okay and to some extent the sort of i mean edginess it, it, we were in the crate ukraine once funnily enough in kiev okay and god knows how but i think we'd lost you you'd you'd yeah, lost your that. phone or something yeah and you were locked out of the bloody apartment okay in the freezing cold it was like minus 10 there okay cold, yeah. in 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 quite a i think the, i think it's I think the, the uh, uh, your mother would probably agree with this. I think the thing with me is I don't have a great sense of consequence. Okay, so most people they'd sort of have this this right, you know, that's a bad idea, or they sort of forward think. I think ah, that'll be fine. Okay, to some extent you do too. Okay, which is a fantastic ability to have, but I think I think come edgy situations or potentially edgy or dangerous situations. It doesn't always do that well. But on saying that, okay, apart from one or two instances, okay, you know, I'm here now. Okay, so are you. And uh, we've done okay. <laughs> I can't remember what happened that night. I remember I lost my, my the, the ATM, kept my bank card. I remember that. Yeah. That was the first problem. And my phone had died. But I can't remember how I got lost. I don't know how you got lost. I don't even know how you got back. I just think I walked because I wouldn't have got a taxi. So much just walked back, I guess. But how did you even? How did you actually even make make contact with us anyway? So oh no! So I waited outside the apartment. You right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So I waited outside the apartment, and then I and then you got there in a taxi. That's what happened. Yeah, and then then and I remember you, you got there in a taxi with with Mike, the guy that we were with. And then, and then you you said you'd like been for a burger and had a fight with the burger man or something like that. Well, I just I don't have a fight with the burger man. I think we just I think I lost I left my phone in the restaurant. Okay, yeah. and then you, you know what I'm like. Okay, then then at some point in the night, if I drink too much, I get a bit feisty. Okay, I believe I'm absolutely right with everything. And then I'd accuse some bloke outside of stealing my phone. Okay, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is this is said to Ukraine. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's fairly well known for its its sort of you know edginess. Okay, this was I mean, before. Part, this was before. Way before. Way the before the conflict. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know Eastern European um, capitals are you know they're full of they're full of quite 
like the, I mean, Eastern European men are are no nonsense men. So they are, you know, they're they're not known for their their, their tolerance or mm. okay, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But but he was he and then someone comes out and brings the phone out to me because I've left it in there, which is kind of incredible that no one stole it. So yeah, that is incredible. But that taxi driver, we got him to drive us to the airport the next day. And he keeps texting me asking for money. Does he? Because obviously he lives in Ukraine. Obviously, that he's not, you know, it's hard times. But he keeps saying, "Can I have some money just to buy some food or something?" He needs some cash. He needs some money. I I thought maybe we didn't pay the fare or something. So no, no, we paid the fare. I think we paid a bit more. It's not go back to there than the fare as well, actually. Yeah. He needs some money. Anyway, so so so, so my other question is: so you're 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 to some degree a parent now kind of like a step parent in a way yeah to your girlfriend's kid so he's yeah. going to be you know 12 soon so you're going to be implementing the same practice of him no i don't i don't of course not because it's 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 i think also when you when to something when you co-parent okay with someone else okay there's obviously another father okay and and obviously grandparents and so on and so forth so it's it's whether i mean it's probably not great but it's your own child you you, you it's your own child so the responsibility firmly sits with you and it's not i mean apart from obviously your mother okay but in the main okay i think that it's it's again you can it's very easy to sort of focus on the on the fairly extreme situations we had but you know you're 24 now okay and 23 24 oh, excuse me okay <laughs> That's great, is it? Okay, twenty-three. Okay, and you obviously and... did that on purpose for comedic effect, of course. Yeah, but the for, but for the majority of your life, you were obviously kept safe and safe and secure. Okay, and and um, I, I I think that the I think that there's there's a real balance. So, for example, funnily enough, talking to Thomas, I was in Tesco's with Thomas. There's an upstairs. I got a cafe. Thomas is the is, is and, the kid. Thomas is the kid. Yeah, and he likes he likes football cards. Okay, now to me, okay, I, he said, "Can I get some football cards?" I said, "Yeah, okay." And uh, I said, "Go downstairs and here's a five or something. Go downstairs and get some." Do you know where I am? Okay, because mm-hmm. to me, I think you've got to, you know. I said, if you get lost, go and see a security guard or go and see go and see a member of staff. Okay, mm-hmm. and and you know, but to me, that there has to be a level of independence that I think you've got to give a child okay um and that has to be sort of calibrated within a safe area i mean again digressing i used to go to a store called bentles in kingston with my mum big department store and i can't have been more than six or seven and i would always say to her can i go to the toy department and she'd say yeah yeah no problem so i'd, I'd go up the escalators to the toy department then I'd, then I'd lose her and then i'd find a member of staff and i'd say can you can you put an announcement over the pa for my mum mm. okay and i that used to happen christ you know at least once a month I must have thought she was a terrible parent. But I, at that time, people, I think kids had more, they had more independence because, because again, to me, it's, it's the, as soon as someone says, right, or as soon as, you know, for example, bad people, pedophiles come into the limelight, it's not, it's getting worse, it's getting better because they're always there then. Okay, but now there's a recognition of it. So that's when it's much safer. When there's a recognition of bad things, it's safer because they were always were they were always there before, but now we recognise them, so people are more aware. Was paedophilia a recognised thing in the 
This would have been what the seventies when you were a kid. No, no, and and it's it's it was kind of it was it was not the seventies so much, but you're probably walking. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. The seventies. I think no, because because there was this there, there was always the vicar school teachers, you know, scout scout masters. Okay, uh, anyone who technically had authority. Um, always had you know kids were kids and and parents were parents and there was no sort of equality and if you misbehaved whether it's your teacher or you know or it could be any sort of responsible adult they'd they'd happily slap you and and they might not have been your parents so there was it was a very very whereas children now are young adults they're young they're, they're young people they're individuals in their own right they're not they're not sandra's son okay or peter's daughter okay it's not like that but then what if you went home and told your mum that you the kid the teacher slapped you would she get annoyed at all no she would have told me off she really? would why they slapped yeah 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 of course yeah yeah no that was well that what well, if they slapped you you must have deserved it how times have changed you remember once when i was in school you rung the teachers up and had a go at them for making me copy off the whiteboard absolutely copy off the board to me that's not that's not that's but only because I, I I had for two years I had a, a private tutor because I struggled because I'm dyslexic, okay. Mm-hmm. So I had to be taken out of school, and she said this this woman she taught she was a headmistress all over the world, okay. And she said Andrew, if a teacher, I mean I was, Christ nine or ten maybe, he said if a teacher makes you ever makes you copy, off the blackboard they're lazy because that's not mm-hmm. teaching, and that stuck with me. And I thought you're right. It's not it's not childcare. You're teaching. You know, yeah. what you, can you possibly learn by copying something out of a book or off a board? That's just, you're just being a lazy person. Yeah. Well, they'd also make us write stuff from a textbook in our own words. Well, that's that's maybe slightly different. Okay, if you're, if you're sort of, if you're articulating or, or you know, writing a summary of a story you've read, that's, that's well, a little bit different. These were in science lessons, though. I thought that was pointless in a science lesson. I, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of teachers they 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 still operate on that basis that that's okay we can do that but it's not teaching I mean it's if you did a TED talk okay or you went to a TED talk or lecture okay hypothetically Jordan Peterson said oh by the way can you start copying off this board okay we wouldn't go again we'd think it's mental yeah sure you have to clean your room first wouldn't you clean yeah you <laughs> and make your bed. <laughs> Uh, but then I remember, interesting, I asked for alcohol once when I was very young. I kept asking for drinks of your alcohol. And then one day you just offered it to me. And then I took a sip and it was disgusting. So I never tried, asked again. So maybe that, that was it, useful, maybe. I was th- Alcohol, actually, you think, you think beer, whiskey, lager, okay, and most wines, okay, unless it's kind of unless it's kind of an alco pop or or a mixed drink like vodka and coke, they taste disgusting. So and 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 we kind of force ourselves to kind of like them. It's I mean, beer tastes like it tastes like gone off leather. No, sorry, like, whiskey tastes like gone off leather. It, it's not. It, it it tastes like like a, a sweaty horse. It's not. But all of a sudden, we kind of programmed ourselves to think, oh no, you know double malt single malt okay that one comes from here it's 13 years old must be brilliant but they don't taste great so to give a child alcohol it's a very easy way to, to put them off it mm. do you actually enjoy the taste of whiskey though because you drink whiskey. Uh, 
I, I drink the thing is I drink whiskey and ginger ale, but that, because it's because it's. Oh, I've seen high, you drink many a straight whiskey before. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, but I, I couldn't. If you said to me drink whiskey now, okay, middle of the day, I couldn't do that. After you've after you've had I don't know a bottle of wine, okay, then then every all alcohol tastes great. So mm. I think, and that's why people kind of finish with a whiskey or they finish with okay a brandy or something like that, don't they? Mm. Yeah, I don't really know. But no, it tastes it, it tastes like shit. It's disgusting, isn't it? Horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. It's you just well drink white spirit. It's probably it's probably you know put some I don't know put some coke with white spirit. That probably tastes okay. Well, it tastes so bad. You've got to com combine it with another drink. Well, it's it's it's, it it's fundamentally it's poison, isn't it? it? You know, our body rejects it. It's not it's not like it's not like I don't know. It's not water. Okay, goes for a certain system. The rest of it gets gets point blank just pumped out. Have you always enjoyed drinking, though? No, I didn't. I didn't. I, it's something I obviously when I was when I was much younger. Obviously, I went through the majority of my teenage life being very happy not to drink. But again, I think it's because my parents were kind of so averse to drinking, and and um, then you kind of you, you then think, well, that's something I must do because obviously. It's um, whatever someone tells you not to do, you will definitely do. Mm. So yes. when we say don't do this, okay, as soon as someone puts them, as soon as they, I don't know, as, as soon as I mustn't do that, okay, that's not good. Okay, but maybe stick your hand in the fire. That's pretty good advice. Don't do that. Okay. Mm. But but the majority, you know, when someone says you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that, okay, and so on and so on, but a lot of other people are doing it, you think, well, why shouldn't I try it? Yeah. Mm. But you, you, would you say you had a midlife because your parents pushed you not to do all these things when you then because because then you got married quite quick and had kids quite quick and then you couldn't do those. Do you think when I we were grown up and then me and you started going out together, you did these things more because you didn't do them when you were younger? Do you think? I think I think to some extent, but then then. There's, I think, to another extent, you know, that the whole, I mean, what, what the fuck is a midlife crisis? And, and if I've, if I've had one, I probably had it from the age of eighteen. So it's because, because I think ultimately, you know, I haven't really changed from, from which is, which is why I guess some people just have, they have, and that, I mean, I've, I've met, I've met Christ fourteen year olds who, who are just old fucking people, and you think Christ, you're old, you know, mm -hmm. it is. I've met 25 year olds who are, who are old people. Then I've met, I've met, you know, 65 year olds. And you think, Christ, you know, it's funny enough. I saw um, extras uh, last night, the one with David Bowie. And okay, this is obviously, I mean, is it it must, no extras, the, the Ricky Gervais series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And it had David Bowie in it. Okay. And David Bowie must have been, God, 60. Okay. But just the way he carried himself, you thought, he's a young man he's just he's you know he's naturally just young okay he's always been young hmm. so you think some people are just younger i think some people some people just you know like peter pan's whatever they have they have yeah, Pat, what, they just, what do you mean peter pan well peter pan's he's he's a boy who never grew up wasn't he okay yeah okay so he's always the same age so peter pan was probably 140 but he's still in a he was still trapped in like a 40 year old boy's body or, or whatever it but was. But Peter Pan was doing very different stuff to the stuff you were doing. 
Well, he was, he was, again, it's a boy's story. He was fighting, he was kind of swashbuckling and fighting grown pirates, wasn't he? So he was doing, yeah. you know, he's doing pretty dangerous stuff. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's comparable. <laughs> well, Peter Pan is a children's story legend. He's a, mean, difficult, if they he's wrote a difficult a children's ca- story about you, that wouldn't be a legendary one. He's a difficult character, isn't he? But, um, but. Like people so, dress up as Peter Pan for nativity. I don't think people are going to dress up as Andy Hatton Woods for their nativity. Party. No, no, no. I'm not saying they are, but it's it's it's, it's actually a phrase. It's, it's, it's when you call I, it, I understand, when, yeah. when you say you know someone's he's he's like Peter Pan that's never grown up. Because mm. what I thought was was interesting is is after we we did all this stuff because then we kind of stopped and then but then I actually was doing drugs independently for a while. How did you feel about like almost probably too much? I would say for a few months and how did you feel think, about that because it was always different kind of drugs well no, there's there, there, i think again i'm digressing but there's one really really in, irritating thing that i hear from people and they say okay have you got addictive personality well no that if i did then i'd be addicted to sex coffee waking up in the morning not waking up you'd be addicted to gardening running okay fucking hell over golfing anything so it's just that makes no sense it's that the what they're getting is you know even coffee so caffeine nicotine okay alcohol okay they are well alcohol and cigarettes are the two i mean again don't quote me okay but i think the two most addictive substances on the planet so you know if you smoke for long enough or drink for long enough you're probably going to get addicted you know that's that's a chemical reaction okay with drugs it's called Generally called recreational drugs, and I, I don't believe they are okay as addictive as say alcohol, cigarettes, okay, and chemically, you know, or, or, or scientifically, okay, there's a lot of evidence to show they're not. But I think again, if you take them long enough, okay, I also look at kind of how much of it's habit and how much of it is addiction, because I think again, you know, for example, the majority of people. How there are plenty of housewives, millions of housewives who start drinking wine at six o'clock in the evening, they do a bottle and they won't drink the rest of the day. Mm. Okay, so you sort of get controlled windows where people drink. A lot of people go to the gym between five and six, and they've done that for years and years and years. And trying to, if, you, if they try to stop doing that, they'll probably hate it. Mm. So I think. It, they're called recreational drugs. So as long as you're, as long as you're not, you know, there's a very difference between a fully fledged drug addict, okay, and someone who does drugs once a week, twice a week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But twice a week is still quite a lot. Like I was probably doing it. Like it definitely impacted my life in a big. Well, how often were you doing that? Once or twice a week. Well, twice a week is is. It was, know, MD, it was MDMA for the most part. Yeah, but if you're doing it over the whole weekend, then that's completely different. If you're doing it Monday and Tuesday, that's that's a completely different thing too. You know, it's if we do have the weekend and we associate the weekend as having a good time. If you're doing it Sunday and Wednesday, then yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe stop the Wednesday. <laughs> Sunday's the same as Wednesday, though, is it not? Well, okay, let's move it to Saturday. Yeah, I was doing it at least once every Friday or Saturday. But I think the main problem was I was working for you at the time and completely well I was pretty useless anyway but I was even more useless because of that and then I'd come in and speak to Jack about how how much drugs did on the weekend that yeah it's also again it's it's you know this is this is also completely factual it's who your company is or who you associate with if you if you all of a sudden moved into 
an HMO or, or a shared house. I live in an with, HMO. Sorry, with, if you moved into another one, mm. okay, where they had four, four massive, four massive coke heads. Okay, you know, you'd either hate it or you'd start taking coke. Yeah, but you'd find it very difficult to to distance yourself from that. It's you are you are who your friends are, aren't you? No, I agree with that. Yeah. No, I do. But I don't think, but you went through a phase, and and there are there are we'll go through phases. So just because yeah. you go through a phase doesn't doesn't mean that that's gonna be you for the rest of your life. Mm. Well, I haven't done drugs in ages now. Couldn't handle it. I don't think anymore. I do, I, do, I, do, I do feel too old. Like me and I was talking to someone my flatmates the other day. We used to me and Adam and everyone we used to go out and do all this drugs and stuff. And last week, last time we all saw each other, we um drank mocktails and played cards just a bit tragic isn't it well because we're 23 we should still like this is the we're not 40 but but i i think uh you you don't it's there's there's a billion people on the planet who are muslims okay and they have great weddings okay parties without any alcohol at all so you don't it's they you know you you couldn't if you said to a muslim i tell you what your life must be rubbish because you don't drink whiskey or lager okay they would challenge you and say that's just not true we have a fantastic time so i think the problem is is culturally certainly in this country in the west okay we've been indoctrinated with with every celebration okay has to be accompanied by alcohol christmas okay champagne okay you know Easter, okay. Again, you see the champagne on the shelves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's it's if you go to a party, if you went to a party in the UK and they didn't have alcohol, you'd think they're mental. Mm. Yeah, would you think it'd be a shit party? Barbecues in the summer, alcohol. Okay, you know dinners out, alcohol. Let's get a bottle of wine. Okay, mm. okay, start with a drink, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's strange. Isn't I don't it? think I don't think that's wrong to to not. You know, do you remember that you're girl? Not, we you're met? not complaining. That's for sure. Know, do you remember that girl we met in Cavos? Okay, we just we just sat by the pool in Cavos when you worked in Cavos. I came to see you, and this girl came up and said, and she, I mean, you know, she was she was a really attractive, really bubbly, okay, mm-hmm. girl, and she said she didn't drink. And you think, I remember how, her. The, how the fuck can you drink in Cavos? And she's with a drinking mate and yeah. have a great time, and and just not drink. But she obviously managed. Yeah, sure, I remember that. And then we bought her a water. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> water. Well, that's all the questions I have. Anything you, you want to add? No, I think we covered everything. <laughs> well, there it is. Episode one of the Daddy Issues podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. Episodes are going to be out every Friday. Please join the Patreon for early access and a monthly Q&A with me and my dad. Much more to come. Thank you so much. Link for everything in the description below. See you next time.